Welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with heel producer Jim Cunningham and my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hi, Sal. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> well, I just, uh, <laughs> not that anyone cares, but there's jackhammering in my front yard, right in front of my house, like eight feet in front of my house. And you always hope for it to stop. So we waited 15 minutes and it didn't stop. So I had to go to the other side of the house where it was kind of muffled, but you could still hear it. Uh, anyway, it just stopped again. So this is fun. It's a fun practical joke that's being played on me. But uh, no practical joke with you guys on extrapoints.com where you give out free picks. Parley Kid, you said you had the easiest pick of your life last night. Yeah, well, to start the night, it wasn't the easiest pick. I mean, who knows uh, Kevin Porter Jr. on the Rockets, right? They're taking a team that's pretty terrible, a player that has been nondescript. He's been playing very well lately. I took him at plus 118 to go over four and a half assists. Midway through the second, he was over at five and ended up with 14 for the game. Whoa, I mean, it's nice. That was, that was nice. And to the credit to all three of us, I think we the three of us won last night on our extra points pick. Harry finally got the A's right after taking the A's basically that's for about not, six straight games. He finally hit true. on the eight Oakland A's. Nice. Congratulations, Harry. Good. Yeah. That's not true. What? what which he, part's not true? I, I think he... He, he lost. Brian. I, I guess he's the the part that's not true is I guess he lost with other teams. I guess. Oh, no, <laughs> no, that's not it. I did have a uh, last week the A's Dodgers when Kershaw played Bassett and went against Bassett went under went under easy. So the A's did come through for me there too, Dan, a little bit. Oh, but you have a, taken the A's I so have. far in the short baseball season about six times. Yeah, I know. Uh, Harry, we're like a week and a half into the season. You're all over the A's. All right. The point, and Brother Bry, let's give you some love. Five and one, right? In the last six or something? Nice. Yeah, yeah. five and one last six. Last night I had uh, the Marlins Braves under eight and a half. It went to extra innings at 3-3. You know how much we hate that uh, the extra innings rule, oh, at least Parley Kid does. Yes. So I thought I was going to yeah. get screwed. It was five. They scored two. Uh, the Marlins, and then they had second and third, one out, uh, didn't score again. Uh, somebody got thrown out the plate, and then the Braves had a runner on third, one out, and didn't score. So I got lucky. I got lucky. Actually, we'll take back to back days, I got lucky, but I'll take it. I I, I get shit mm. on so many times. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Extrapoints.com, free picks every day. Martin Weiss gives his picks as well. Um, Jen Piacenti gives us baseball, daily fantasy baseball picks. Uh, yes, the fast and furious on extrapoints.com, but it's not all rosy in the gambling world, right? And that's why it's time now to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the Jenner trifecta in a segment we hate to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. Yes, bed aches brought to you by our friends over at Prop Swap. I'll start us off with a bed ache. I had uh, Dustin Johnson. I talked about this on Extra Points yesterday. Oh, no, I talked about it on Fox Bet Live. I forget which stupid show it was. But anyway, I have him to make the cut. You guys know there's a hefty, hefty vig involved in betting the favorite to make the cut. I don't even want to mention how much. He bogeys three out of the last four holes, misses the cut by, I guess he ended up missing the cut by two, but he was on pace. He was looking good just to stick around for the weekend, uh, which he had to do anyway because he has to stay and uh, hand off the green jacket to Hideki Matsuyama, which is now in uh, in like a American Airlines terminal lost and found somewhere. But anyway, you got you, jokes on you, Dustin Johnson, and me for taking you to make the cut. Let's stick with golf there. Parley Kid, I feel like you had everyone except Hideki. That's exactly right, Sal. Uh, I know when we made our picks last week, um, I had Will Zalatoris over Rose. That uh. came in for me. But I had Zalatoris at 80 to 1, uh, along with Rose to win. Uh, he was more like 30 or something. I forget what it was, but I was getting good odds with that. I had Leishman at 22 to 1. Mm. I had Xander at 18 to 1. I had everybody basically in the top five or six or seven, except for the winner. And. It was kind of frustrating, Sal, when we were watching it because really the last day there was very little drama, right? Like I just yeah. didn't feel there was one or two moments 
where you thought there was a chance right. that one of these guys could come through, like Xander, you know, Shafley. There was a time when after a few devastating holes, he climbed back into it. And then right as he got back into it, right when there's a little bit more pressure on him, he puts one back in the water. Yeah, uh, cut it, it to was... two-stroke lead, then on oh. 16, puts it, puts it in the drink, and then oh. uh, what drives me crazy, says doesn't regret it. I have no regrets I, of the tee shot. Yeah, yeah. and I'll I tell you what, though. <laughs> one guy I don't regret taking is Zalatoris because you watch this kid. He plays fast. Yeah. He just gets up, gets a look, hits the ball. He doesn't mess around. Uh, he's going to be around for a long time, that kid. He's real good. You know, Zalatoris, I was talking to my agent, James Baby Doll Dixon, yesterday. By the way, this is his year. I honestly, you know, he's on the board at Wake Forest. Two of his kids go there. They, his wow, oldest they, daughter <clears throat> is really good friends with The Bachelor. What was his name? Matt? Um, he's from Wake Forest also. They watched the finale with Matt at at his house there in Florida. And now his youngest daughter, Emily is good friends with Zalatoris. And she <laughs> asked baby, she said, what, what should I do? Should I congratulate him? She said, of course you congratulate him, but this is a weird, it's a weird thing because he came in second. <clears throat> like you wouldn't congratulate the chiefs for coming in second, in the super True. bowl. Right. But, <clears throat> but when there's 80 golfers and someone comes in second, of course you have to congratulate him. So congratulations to him and to baby doll and the family. Harry, you were all wow. over Xander also. You have him somehow on every single parlay you've made for the last year and a half <laughs> to complete this parlay. I don't know that any are left, but you have him to win a major, right? I have him to win a major, and I have Rory to not win a major. So good Rory there. not making cut was great. He was awful. But Xander, you know, uh, played well to start and then uh, for the tournament, and he was hanging around. And then obviously Darren just mentioned, too, on Sunday, what a roller coaster ride it was with him. <sighs> Because he just, right off the bat, you know, I actually, my whole, like, five, I didn't sleep good the night before. So, at my whole five after bogey, bogey, whatever, double bogey, I just took a nap for about 45 minutes. And then you I turned did? back on. Wait, I did. Wait. I did. We figured because Parley Kids <laughs> yeah. right. Kid said at one point in time, listen, well, Harry, Harry's obviously not watching this. I, I Listen, I'm, <laughs> what, a lot of times when Parley Kid zings me like that, I am watching. But I, this time I was not watching. And then I turned back. And then when I saw the text. That's when I started watching what was going on, and of course, you know, you get the you get the four straight birdies, uh, and Hideki bogeys on uh, on fifteen, so you actually got a chance here. And just I don't know. I talked to I talked to Joe House yesterday a little bit about this, and 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 said, like I don't know. Just on sixteen, even though you're down two with three to go, I think on sixteen there you can't. You got to still play it out to the right, don't you, Bry? I mean, you still got to play it out to the right. You'll have a you'll have a still a shot at birdie, but even if you're if you par, you're still down two with two to go. And Hideki just bogeyed fifteen, and all the pressure in the world is on him for him and Japan and everything. I think you rolled the dice that I'm way. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say something. This is gonna uh, I don't think he meant to hit it in the water. You're right. You and House could have this. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think. Of course, so you're saying that was water, not good strategy. You gotta to play hit it, it in the water. but you gotta play it yeah. to the right. You gotta play it to the right. And let he it he down. says he lost. He thought the wind was in his favor by about ten yards, and it was actually against him. Right. Um, yeah. But you were sleeping, and I don't. I don't know. We should uh, in your in your uh, defense. You've we have pictures of you sleeping on a golf course, so it's not. It's not uh, unheard of that you would sleep at your house, right? Don't we have? Where was that that you were sleeping on a golf? That course? was uh, Beth Page Black. That was right, P Bob? PGA Championship in uh, 2019. Right, that's right. Okay, so the PGA <laughs> Championship, another major. You fell asleep at a major. Um, he was a live spectator, but um, well, I mean, to I mean, to his defense, Sal, he did have to walk for like three holes. Yes, that's no, true. No, I had to follow you all over the place. <laughs> Three holes. It was more like 33 holes. We were talking well, about if Harry would make for a good caddy, and um, we, we decided that except for the walking part, I think we'd, he'd be ideal. Would I be worse? <laughs> would I be worse? Uh, yeah, I guess. Where's my caddy? Oh, he fell asleep on the third hole. I don't know. We could, uh, we'll, try, we'll try to retrieve your clubs. <laughs> right. Mr. Zalatoris. I don't know. Um, I don't know. So, all right. So you lost with Xander. All right, Brother Bry. What are you thinking? What was your betting? Uh, so it's bad job by me. I had the uh, I took the Grizzlies. This was my big bet on Friday. I took the Grizzlies over the Knicks, so I'm a big mm. Knicks fan. But I just didn't like the way the Knicks were playing. I thought that, and the Grizzlies had been playing really well, so the Knicks were struggling. But look, I put a lot of money on it for Friday, so this ruined my whole weekend. So the Knicks were down 14 in the first, mm -hmm. uh, trailed the whole 
trailed the whole game after the first minute, mostly in double figures the whole game, down 13 with six minutes left. Now, if you've watched the Knicks, you know like the Knicks are not meant to come back from these big deficits. They just don't shoot the ball well enough. So they're down 13. uh, They cut it to six with a minute left. So what are the odds, you know, down six with a minute left to come back? I mean, it's still like 15, 20 to one. I don't know, maybe even more. Um, But RJ (laughs) RJ ends up coming up big. Uh, Morant and Valanciunas uh, miss free throws. Barrett ties it. Then Morant, with no time left, misses a wide open. He drove to the best and missed like a wide open four or five footer. Goes to overtime. I lose. But but in general, just very bad job by me because um, obviously I've been pulling for this Knicks team more than any uh, for the yeah. Knicks more than any time in the last twenty years. So uh, bad job by me going against them. Uh, but I, I do feel like I swung this. Like there, sometimes you like, have to do it. Yeah, I feel you take like there's no the way. Yeah, if I if I didn't bet this or if I bet the Knicks, there's no way they win that game. So I, I'd like to congratulate myself, I guess, on, on helping the Knicks. Out. Well, maybe Harry could give you some sleeping pills to help you get through it, <laughs> or, or not get through it. However, it may be. All right, I, I'm most surprised that Harry was sleeping through a, a NASCAR race. That's what's that's what really gets me. But anyway. Um, Good job by all you bet aches was brought to you by prop swap. As I mentioned, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets just because March madness and the masters is over does not mean the sports calendar is slowing down prop swap swinging right into baseball season where you can find great deals on world series, futures division parlays and fun props. Like who will hit the most home runs. But today while the odds are sky high and resell on prop swap next month for a profit when the odds Drop. You could turn $100 into $400 and never even touch the ticket. Download the free app today or go to PropSwap.com. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, NBA, lots going on, actually. You know, you guys had to talk me down. I I, I get very upset uh, this time of year. Well, only this this year, this time of year. Um, With the basketball and hockey, we're not seeing playoffs for hockey till what is it? May 12th, May 11th, mm-hmm. something like that. We're still a month away and we're like seven weeks away from NBA. So uh, it's rough. So that's why this draft, this NFL draft, which we're going to talk about is so important this year. Anyway, big news yesterday. What happened? Jamal Murray is out, right? Bry? what torn ACL? Yeah, torn ACL. He just, yeah, he went down on his own yesterday. So you knew, you knew it wasn't good. It was, it was late in the game too. Unfortunately for them, really late yeah. in the game. Denver now Man. 30 to one to win the NBA title. We think they were, uh, I forgot to check, but we think they were around 18 wow. or 20 to one uh, as of yesterday. And now I don't know. Jokic uh, is off the board. He was favored to win MVP. I don't know if they go on a little skid here. It's going to be tough for him, but we're going to check out the divisions. Um, Brother Bry, start us off in the Atlantic. Who do you like? You like the seven. There are three divisions basically up for grabs here. Yep. And the Atlantic is one of them where, the 76ers are favored at minus 120, and you like them to win. Yeah, I like the 76ers. Look, at this point, it comes down to the health, right, of these two teams between them and the Nets. But I do think Doc and Philly will be the ones playing for the one seed. It'll be less mm-hmm. important uh, for the Nets. Plus, you don't even know with the Nets. I mean, uh, Harden will probably be back next week, but who knows? Who knows Durant day-to-day? Who knows Kyrie day-to-day? But this, I will say the 76ers are 28-8 and with Embiid. They dominated the four of the last five games he's been back. Obviously, the big game is them in Brooklyn uh, tomorrow, uh, but Philly's up a half a game. But Embiid is 17-2 and two at home this season. So if you look at the remaining schedule, Philly's next six games are tough, but four of those are home. But the remaining 12 after that are pretty easy when you look at it. I think the toughest teams they play are probably Atlanta, maybe Miami. Uh, Brooklyn, on the other hand, has a few tough stretches over the next few weeks. So at minus 120, I just feel like the 76ers are going to be the ones gunning for one. So uh, why not there? I'm with you. And also, I'm a little I'm I'm shorting the Nets a little, even though I did bet them to win the East. I think minus 115 to win the East is a little steep. I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on that Lakers game, but it really did feel like they have some defensive holes in there. And I get it like Schroeder and Kyrie. And now Kyrie is sitting because of that maybe or maybe not i don't know what's going on but i do think bry best case scenario those guys have to figure out how the three of them can play together now everyone thinks automatically when the three come back they've only played i think seven games together right Kyrie, Mm -hmm. durant and harden um they're gonna have to find their footing in those last six i think if they went like four and two or, or three and three 
I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. In which case, uh, the Sixers, I think, step up and win the Atlantic. That's pretty good odds. What is it? Minus 120? Yeah, minus 120. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, they have the big game coming up uh, this week. But all right, Harry, um, Clippers in the Pacific, you like them at minus 165. Yeah, I like Paul George has been on fire lately. They've won five in a row. They're 11 and two in the last 13. Two and oh versus Phoenix this year. Still have one more game against the Suns. And like Bryce said, it really boils down at this point to scheduling. Uh, the Clippers have Detroit, Minnesota, Houston twice, and Toronto twice left on their schedule. The Suns have none of those teams. And uh, Phoenix has still three against San Antonio, uh, who's still battling for the playoffs. Uh, so they're going to be tough down the stretch, I think, because of scheduling. Uh, the Clippers at 165 is the play. Yeah. Now let's keep in mind, Harry's been touting the Suns. He picked the Suns in our futures pool. <laughs> well, Suns, 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 this is Suns, for the Pacific Division. Is... This is Pacific Division. This isn't the West. Right. Well, they're I... gonna they're gonna struggle down the stretch in the Pacific Division, but they're gonna rebound to win the West. Yeah, I will say I did give out the Suns to win that division a few weeks ago at 12 to one. So. Uh... Wow, but, mm. but it but it mm. is yeah. I mean, two game lead. Yeah, it'll it's going to be close. Yeah, it's I don't good. mind it with a two game lead. What? Well, so there's yeah. like eighteen left. That's the problem, right? So, but yeah. uh, two game lead. Boy, you get Houston twice, and Phoenix doesn't get them. So that's two wins. I mean, Detroit they just beat and they play them. Again. Clippers get them again. Yeah, uh, and, you know. So I don't know. Plus one ten with a two game lead. I would go Suns. I'm going Suns there. I mm. I have. More confident in them and uh, then they still have U- Suns have U- Utah Clippers don't have Utah either. Yeah, um, Utah did not look good. Harry, you're you're battling with your your buddy, your uh, pen pal Ben over there, who said that Utah that's, was going to go nine in a row. What happened? Excuse me, that's uh, that's Darren's buddy. Darren's <laughs> buddy. <laughs> but right. uh, yeah, listen, hey, listen, Ben Kelly, listen, you know, you got to be able to talk the uh, talk the talk and walk the walk when you're, you're predicting nine straight for the Jazz, which it doesn't even matter. We know this doesn't even matter in the NBA if you win nine in a row in the regular season. Go ahead, win it. But when you lose the first game to the Wizards at home, give up sixty to Beal and Westbrook combined. Uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta zip it for a little while. Beal was looking to that blow one. that game. He was losing. He was uh, missing free throws. Uh, mm-hmm. Cut it to four. All right, right. Parlay Kid. Now, Parley Kid, you've gone back and forth, even on as we were setting up for this podcast for this Southeast division. You could pass on it if you want. It's a it's a mess. Uh, the Heat are favored minus 150 to take it. The Hawks are plus 140. Yeah. Charlotte, 10 to 1. And then uh, the other teams don't matter. Yeah. But if you look at the standings, who is it? It's Atlanta with a half game Atlanta's lead. Atlanta's a over half the game ahead of the Heat. All right. Uh, and they are two games ahead of, uh, no, actually one game ahead of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And. That's where the dilemma lies here, Sal. I mean, you, you know, Charlotte uh, is is ten to one here, and but you got to keep in mind that Hayward doesn't look like he's coming back mm-hmm. till late, very late in the season, uh, and probably Ball as well. If he comes back, will be late in the season. You know, maybe with four or five games left. I just don't know if they can keep up, but they are good value at ten to one, being that they're a half game behind. Uh, uh, the leader, but now you're talking about Miami and Atlanta. Atlanta's been playing some excellent basketball. They're plus 140. The Heat, a half game behind Atlanta, they're just more battle tested, right? They have the pedigree here. I mean, we're talking about the team that was in the NBA Finals last year. Could that actually hurt them here down the stretch? Maybe. Maybe they're a little bit more fatigued than the other teams. But Jimmy Butler is as tough as they come. Adebayo, I know Oladipo is is now hurt, so that doesn't help them here. But looking at the schedules coming down the stretch, I have the Heat going thirteen and six in their last nineteen games. Oh, that Atlanta being uh, eleven and seven in their last eighteen, and Charlotte being ten and ten in their last twenty, mm-hmm. which would give Miami the slimmest of margins of, of winning. So if you don't like the odds at 150 there, because it's still going to be close, this is going to be very close down the stretch, then just stay away. I just think Miami is the more battle-tested team. They will rise to the occasion. They'll get it done. I do too, and I was looking at the standings in terms of what it means for Eastern Conference, and you don't want to get the seven seed, right? You don't want to be in that seven, eight, nine, ten mess where seven has to play eight. But none of those three teams are in jeopardy of that. Well, I guess guess Charlotte is. Uh, (laughs) They are yeah, tied the with Boston, good. right, at nine games back 
I guess the Heat are a half game. I, I, I should I should just skip that thought. Anyway, the Hawks <laughs> the Hawks are in first place in that division, and yet they're a game out of being in that seven ten mess, right? So I guess you do want to win that division. Whereas some of some of these others, it doesn't matter as much. We talk about the Phoenix Suns and and Harry and the Jazz and all that. Um, that said, I'm with you, Parley Kid. I like the Heat. I think they step it up. They are battle test as you said. If you try to make heads or tails of this with with these teams on the road, who has more better more games at home, doesn't really matter. They're all like 13 and 12 away, 15 and 13 at home. So uh, I'm just going with the team that uh, made it to the finals, the Miami Heat. I think that's the way to go but, in um, the uh, Southeast Division. Sal, for the Southwest, though, I know we weren't really talking about it, but like it, it's funny how the odds are, right? Like the Grizzlies are only a game and a half back. They're 12 to 1 to win the division. Yeah. San, San, wow. Antonio, San Antonio is two and a half back. They're 39 to 1. Uh, it's it's just fun. I guess, I mean, if you look at Dallas's schedule, yes, it's significantly weaker than the other two. It's just, I can't believe what a what a difference the odds are though, right? Minus Vandal and the sports books everywhere have been showing Dallas love all year long, Brian. I mean, yeah. they were four games yeah. out in the mm-hmm. Southwest and they were like minus 400. So when yeah. I remember that was like, uh, you know, it was uh, the, probably a month right. and a half ago. What did you say now. Memphis was? 12 to 12 one. 12 to one. Yeah. Pelicans oh, wow. 30 to one Spurs 39. I mean, you know, all, all it takes is, you know, a KP being out for three or four, you know, three weeks or something. And you know, that, right. that could, that could change. Incredible. Let's uh, turn our focus to the NFL draft two weeks from Thursday. So many different props up on FanDuel. You could check them out. We're going to spotlight three players here, go for their props, where they're going to be drafted. Let's start with Kyle Pitts. His over-under is five and a half. Is that right, Harry? That's correct. Five and a half. Uh, If you go by 90% of of the mock drafts here, they have him going fourth to the Atlanta Falcons, right? Or they have the Falcons taking him no matter what. So is a team going to trade up to get Trey Lance or Justin Fields? If they do, then Pitts is out of that Atlanta spot at four. But Harry, you're going to go under. You think he does go in the top four or five picks? I still do think he goes five. I think he goes five to the Bengals. Um, Cincinnati had two touchdowns by tight ends last season. Uh, I know the the hot pick is Jamar Chase maybe for uh, the Bengals at that spot. Uh, considering uh, he played at LSU, as we know, and he played with uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, I also know they picked up Thaddeus Moss, uh, Randy Moss's son, on Monday, uh, who's tight end who played with Burrow as well. But still, Pitts is an unbelievable talent, flat-out stud, 4.440 in his pro day. And I think Cincinnati, with drafting T. Higgins in the first round last year, need to still, as a wide receiver, need to still build uh, on uh, their offense and the weapons for Burrow. Uh, Four head coaches. We're at uh, his pro day. Zach Taylor of the Bengals was one of them. Uh, I think that's where he goes. I think he goes five to the Bengals. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Parley kid, there was a story yesterday that Jerry Jones is infatuated with Pitts. Infatuated. And I said he should be infatuated with the defense that allows fewer than 40 points a game. You know, we did it last year, right? So it's like, at what point do you... Forget about your needs and just go with your the, the the greatest specimen, physical, you know, athlete on the board, and which is Kyle Pitts. I don't think Cowboys should trade up to get him. We did it last year with CD Lamb. We didn't trade up, but we took CD Lamb where most mocks had us getting who was it like McKinney, the Alabama safety there. I think yeah. he yeah. went to the Giants, ended up being yeah. okay. But I don't think you do it a second year. I mean, we had that oh. week two to six stretch where we played yeah. Arizona, Seattle, the Giants. The Falcons, we allowed like 200 points in, in four yep. or five games. You can't have it. It's just ugly. You need a defensive presence at that pick, right? No, you're right, Sal. I, I don't, you certainly don't trade up to get him. I mean, if he falls to 10, yeah, you know, you have a thought there. You'd have to think about it. I would still say, and he's not going to fall to 10. I don't think But so. if he were, yeah, you'd be getting unbelievable value there at 10. So you'd have to consider it. But at the same time, uh, Sertain is probably their pick. If he's there, I know you want him. Uh, I said the same thing. I want him. That's what they need. So let's hope they do the right thing, and that's what happens. I'm actually hoping Harry's correct with this, and I hope Pitts goes five. Because uh-huh. if Pitts goes five, my pick with Chase going under six and a half, I think is going to hit with the Dolphins. Because I think the Dolphins, it's between Pitts 
and Chase. I have Chase under six and a half here, Sal, mm-hmm. at minus one twenty-eight. Uh, the thought being that could he end up with Cincinnati back with Burrow, right, and, and playing wide receiver there for him. But if Pitts is there for the Dolphins, uh, yeah. you know, if they go, if Cincinnati goes uh, uh, Chase, I think Pitts will go to the Dolphins. I, I'm hoping that could happen. But if Pitts doesn't go to Cincinnati, he may go to the Dolphins, and I lose on this Chase bet. Right. So, well, so you're saying Atlanta, gonna, people are forgetting Atlanta has that fourth pick. So is everyone just thinking they're going to trade it, to get that the, the fourth quarterback is going to go there? That's a great point. No, I think Pitts could end up there too. Yeah. Which that all helps me. That all helps me with this chase under six and a half. Um, you know, the, what's the latest chase is going? Seven, probably to Detroit. Well, here's uh, what possibly. I'll say the receivers, mm. we went over this before the podcast. They're all screwed up always, right? Like, I feel like every GM has a different idea of who the best playmaker is on the board and the wide receivers yeah. in the last few years, mm-hmm. right? Last year, yeah. Bry, your Raiders went and took the receiver. Who'd they take? We they took, took Ruggs. Ruggs, Henry Ruggs. So he was the fastest. He did, but he wasn't favored to be the number one receiver. In right. 19, what did we say? Who was it in 19? It was, uh, who went over Ridley? What was that? That was 18, right? I'm getting yeah. all confused here. Uh, the 2019 Marquise, draft. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown right. went, even though DK Metcalf was... You know, this insane specimen. He had him with his shirt off. He was faster than everybody. It didn't really matter. And then in 18, Ridley went second. Like, so it's it's very yeah. strange with the wide receivers. Well, um, I do think, Sal, that that lends uh, to Chase becoming the first because all those that you're talking about, Brown, yeah, right, Ruggs last year, the less physical specimens maybe mm-hmm. have not performed like these physical specimens have performed. Chase is the physical specimen here. I mean, unless Harry was onto something and Smith goes too. Yeah, Harry, I know. Harry has Smith three, going like three, three. Three. Listen, Yeah, I, um, I, I got to ask this, guys. What, what would the odds have been after the uh, national championship game? And we saw the numbers and Devontae Smith won the Heisman. And now you're looking and seeing sometimes a lot of these drafts have Detroit taking Waddle. What would the odds have been after the that, after the championship that, game that, that Waddle goes <clears throat> six picks ahead of Devontae Smith? What would the odds have been, Brian? That, uh, yeah, Brian, that doesn't make that. sense to me though. That's the one, right. Harry. Where I, Brian, you don't I have don't to answer see. that. You don't have to uh, answer yeah, that th- question. Thank you, thank you. Okay, that's a heck of a question. <laughs> I know, but Brian, you could play that game with everything, like right, like nah. Fields, Fields, not, and Lawrence were the Heisman Trophy winner who's a wide receiver because we don't get that. I know, but Fields, was, Fields was very impressive against Clemson, and people were talking he was going to go over Let, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and that's not that. And then he sucked in the championship. Well, Sal, what do you think though? If if Miami is picking sixth and Pitts and Chase are available, who's Miami taking there at six? It's so tough. I mean, I, they, you, you could use Pitts. I mean, Kaseki so is there, right? a pretty solid tight Kiseki's end. Kaseki's pretty right? good, and, yeah. and Tua seems to like Kaseki a lot. Right. Um, yeah, I just think so if, that you help? Get, if you could get. Yeah, oh, man. I don't know. I don't you know. You need somebody. Somebody I'm, on the other side I'm, of the field. I like Chase offset Parker. You got to have like somebody Chase else better. to help Parker out. I don't That's, know. Right. I, don't know. I big, agree. The big That's tight ends thinking. have done really well lately. San Francisco, Kansas City. Look at over the last couple of years. If you can get like a I, generational player like that in pits, maybe, maybe you don't but, pass. But, but, I, but, on, on, but on the uh, contrary there, Sal, if you don't have two wide receivers. Right. That. That. Mm-hmm. That. Tight end might not be as valuable. Right. Right? Sure. So, I don't yeah. know. I'll roll the chase Darren, under the, the six Bengals, and a half. The Bengals have that with T. Higgins and uh, Tyler Boyd. The Dolphins have a lot yeah. of opportunities to get wide receivers, too, with their assets, too. So, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's tough Good. to say. All right, Brian, you, uh, Devontae Smith, you don't think he's going third necessarily, but you're well, taking I do, the yes, to the 49ers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, oh, I no. hope that would be great. That would I, be great. It would be great. That would be great. I, I, yeah, I have him go. Yeah, I, you know, I was going back and forth on this one. I do have him under eleven and a half. I mean, I know we all have the under on these guys, so it's definitely not. It's definitely right. not happening. I don't think that way. Um, but look, as you know, these 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 teams, especially in the five, six, seven range, they need playmakers. So the Bengals, Dolphins, Lions, they desperately need wide receivers. I, uh, it's very possible. I, I do think the Bengals should take should go Sewell because yeah. especially with Burrow's injury last year, you want like yep. a, 
a staple with him. So I think Sewell is right. probably the better pick there. But if I'm the Dolphins or Lions, if I'm if I'm Dolphins, uh, you know, you get Chase Smith or Pitts, but if I'm Dolphins or Lions, I'm taking Chase or Smith. I, I'm I'm not big. I will say, like, I, I know we just talked about this, but I'm not, tight ends are huge these days, but I'm not big on drafting one inside the top 10. Like, mm. if you look, if you look at the top 10, right, the tight ends draft in the top 10 in the last 20-something years, it was Hawkinson, Ebron, Vernon Davis, Kellen Winslow Jr. Good. They're good, but not not great. All the other tight ends, you know, that we've talked about were, were later were later draft picks. So I don't think a tight ends I don't think a tight end's been drafted in the top five, Harry, in the last forty something years. So too. So that that's tough with the five and a half pick. But yeah. I, don't I mean, know. Even, yeah, the other the other way to look at it is that, you know, Kittle and Kelsey should have been drafted in the top ten. But I know mm-hmm. I know what right, you're saying. Right. Well, right. it's like it's like the Raiders, right? Raiders get Waller, right? Who's who they probably compare Pitts to the most in terms of physically, right? But you know, we get him off Balt, you know, just basically taking him off Baltimore's practice team, essentially. Right. But but yeah, even if Smith then, so you have Smith has multiple options to go six seven. It's possible even the Panthers could look at him. Giants at eleven could look at him. Somebody could jump back in. So I just think there's too many teams. You know, there's going to be four or five teams that are going to want Smith. So. Uh, yeah. I just think he's going to end up being an 11 under 11 and a half. I mean, he should be, yeah. you know, to Harry's point based on his production. I mean, it was the best yeah. season we've ever seen. So, yeah. um, I mean, he should well, go it, but I, I want, uh, I think he'll go under I'm rooting for over. I want cause Harry declared that he's going in the top three. I would rather, I want to see him get back. And I like him too. I bet him for Heisman. I, I bet uh, those Alabama teams, everything. I just want, uh, I mean, how great would it be? Like, Harry, when you said third, you meant third round? If he just keeps <laughs> dropping and dropping and dropping. Look, so. if they drafted him, they would have the best wide receiving core in the National Football League. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I feel like the Giants mm. are going to get someone like that, too. So, But the Lions have to have to take a receiver. At this point. Yeah. Leave it to the Lions, though, to pass on Devontae Smith and grab Waddle, who was injured last year, and that be watch Devontae he was, Smith have but the his, greatest his, career ever. And then, his uh, the numbers were just as good as uh, Smith's, if you look yeah. at it, before he got hurt. So um, anyway, lots of draft action. Take it. Go to Fandle. Bet it all. Oh, my God. So much fun. And now they're doing baseball. I didn't know you could bet baseball on Fandle. No. <laughs> uh, listen, we've all had that dream tie game. Bottom of the ninth, bases loaded. On Fandle Sportsbook, you get more than one shot to swing for the fences. Because Fandle is letting you place your first bet risk-free. That's right. New users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. And it only gets better from there. Once you have an account, you got to get an account, Harry. Once you have an account, You'll have access to same-game parlay insurance all season long. This is right up our alley. $25 back in site credit each day if your same-game parlay bet falls one leg short. Harry, how many parlays have you made in your lifetime that went three out of four or five out of six or seven out of eight? Or nine out of 10 or 11 out yeah. of 12? Yeah. Um, well, all of them, right? The number the is, is uh, endless. Yes. That way you combine endless. multiple baseball bets for an even Bigger win. There's a reason FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook. The app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlay and always on promotions to let you get more action out of every game day. And when you win, FanDuel pays you your winnings in as little as 24 hours. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up with promo code against all odds to get in on the action. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code against all all odds. Yeah, we'll talk about it, Parley Kid, but I like this uh quitty pay. You know, put him team him with Lawrence on the outside. Maybe have two edge rushers that can maybe do you something do. for the Cowboys. Do, huh? I don't know. I, I just I just I, I get I get nervous when Jerry Jones gets excited about some of these offensive players. I mean, we're, we're going to score in the 30s. Got to go right? defense. You mean like, you mean like defense. when he was excited? You mean like when he was excited when he wanted Johnny Manziel? So sort of like that? Did we draft Johnny Manziel? He know. wanted him. He was okay. pumped up. He wanted him. If we're going offense, you go offensive line anyway. If you're going right. to go offense and Slater's there. Uh, yes, that, it's no that's longer where a, you go. A, that's a where juggernaut you go. offensive line. You're right. Hey, it's time to take a ride on the Riverboat Casino, which each week the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Oh, Julian Edelman retired yesterday. 
He will remain retired until uh, like next week when he signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But anyway, FanDuel actually put up a, a uh, hypothetical proposition, minus 130 to not make the Hall of Fame. Real quick, go around. Parley Kid, yes or no Hall of Fame? Julian Edelman. Yes. All right, Brother Bry? Uh No, there's still too many other good guys who haven't made it. All right, Harry? Uh, Boston royalty, but no. Okay. Uh, poor Eddie Spaghetti got lambasted for saying no. I think I don't think it's a slam dunk like Hench and Damashek were saying on minus three. Uh, you know, obviously we're Tony Romo guys, Parley kids. So we prefer the uh the you know, the the ledger from September to January versus January and February, right? Yeah. Edelman made his hay, obviously, in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs. But if you look yeah. at his regular season numbers, I don't know. I get it. Four yards zigzag pass all the way uh, to the Hall of zero Fame. Pro, zero Pro Bowls, too. Right. That's it. That's what you have to do. I don't even think the second team uh, mentioned in, in there anywhere. But uh, anyway, great career. Got us thinking, in honor of Julian Edelman, what is the greatest slash clutchest catch in Super Bowl history? Is it the Julian Edelman catch against the Falcons? Two to one odds. David Tyree versus the Patriots, three to one odds. Santonio Holmes versus the Cardinals, five to one odds. Nick Foles versus the Patriots, 25 to one. Oh, the Philly special. Or you could take the field at even. Brother Bryce, start us off. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to take Santonio Holmes, five to one. I I, I got to show that catch some love. Such a weird Super Bowl, right? Fantastic game. Yep. Doesn't get doesn't get a lot of love considering, right? You had two Hall of Fame QBs. Mm-hmm. But, they, but that catch at that moment, was the most impactful, right? In the Super Bowl, that play itself won the game, right? And it was essentially off a little bit of a scramble drill there. But look, maybe the pass was the best pass of all time, you could say. But the ability to catch that ball in that moment with the crowd around him, the ball is basically out of bounds. And just to be able to get that second foot down, I did. Holmes did such a good job. I just, I just don't think that catch gets enough credit, right? You just don't see that a lot. So that that's why I'm putting that up top. You know, you're right about that Super Bowl. Arguably two of the top 10 Super Bowl plays of all time. I'm counting our, our good friend James Harrison, who yep. uh, returned the ball 101 yards uh, right to, to end the half. And Steelers mm-hmm. really could have been out of the game. And obviously that Holmes catch, I mean, for some, we see Dwight Clark's catch against the Cowboys. Maybe I'm prejudiced here because I hate that catch. But that was yeah. like a similar, but like 20% harder, I thought, to tiptoe the way he did it, right? Yeah. Yep. Than that catch. Um Harry and Parley Kid, I think you agree on this. Uh, all right, Harry, go ahead. You brag. It's one of the greatest moments of your life. David Tyree. Sure. Catch against the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I was there. I was at the game. I uh, got to party with the Giants afterwards. Greatest, Probably greatest day of my life. Syracuse University's own David Tyree defied logic. And let's not forget, before we get to the catch, he scored the touchdown before halftime. They gave the Giants lead 10-7, first touchdown of the game. And Eli on third and Five pulls a Harry Houdini with Rod- and with Rodney Harrison draped all over him. David Ty- Tyree makes that catch uh, on his helmet, unbelievable. One of the mo- probably the most improbable catch, not just in the Super Bowl but in history of the NFL. Stopped the Patriots from going nineteen and zero. Again, got to be on the field, party with the team afterwards. It was the greatest thing ever. Even if you saw the replay like four times and you're like, no, no, I, I need to see it again. There's no way that ball didn't touch the ground. It just did. It, it's, you know? it's so great though. How, when you do, when you do slow it down, how the ball comes like maybe an inch and a half at the most from touching the ground, but you see it clear. It doesn't. So right. What does Guys, this mean? You, you partied with the giants after this. Yeah, I mean, what does mean? With the, I was with the Giants I, I, team I, in I their realize, hotel, yeah, okay. in there with all the players. Afterwards. You stalked them, I guess. The no, guy I partied. That he was partied uh, with Jared Lorenzen's sister. <laughs> that, that was uh, listen. Our, me and my pal, we are, me and uh, our pal Ken, uh, we had a great time partying with the Giants. Brandon Jacobs let me feel his arms. That was great. What? <laughs> I said, listen, Brandon, can I, I just said, we're having a drink and uh, any chance I could feel those tree trunks. That's, and he let me, and he's like, go right ahead. And he gave me his arm and I felt his arm. You meant his legs, though, right? Story. Yeah. Yeah. We have not, I think we would have heard that by now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Mexico <laughs> was great. Uh, DJ, uh, DJ uh, RW McCorders was great. Everyone. Yeah. Eli that. was awesome. 
Parlay kid, I don't want to give it, uh, you know, that was a Super Bowl. I, I really couldn't root for anyone because we have a lot of mass hole friends out here and the Giants yeah. obviously is our nemesis. So that was a tough one to root for. But you're saying Tyree, it, it's hard to not take that Tyree catch, right? Yeah, Sal, I like the odds here that you're giving it. But I also think it just lays claim that the Tyree catch, the catch really has made Eli Manning's career. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you watch the play, and and here's the thing, I so I, I watched the play again right before we came on today, and I happened to catch the play before, which mm-hmm. Eli throws a really an interception to end the game that goes right through Asante, Asante Samuel's hand, yep. and Joe Buck uh, even says um, it, it it couldn't have you know you're never going to see an inter- uh, an interception closer than that one right. to end the game, and then sure enough the next play, Eli should be sacked. Stays up on his feet. They have his hold of his jersey and does a good job of that. And then literally throws like a really weak armed pass. Like <laughs> put all of his might into it, but it really only right, traveled well. like really only traveled like 40 yards in the air. Uh and then Tyree just makes a great catch, oh, yeah. which Eli Manning. Eli Manning is making, you know, made his career off of it. I don't and want to give Eli any credit for that. We're talking about this, the catch here. It's a great catch. It's, it's, it's the catch. Thing. That's yes. what I mean. It's all about the catch, which once again diminishes what Eli Seymour Manning really did. Seymour had him, and he breaks free he, of it. Had, he that, that a lot of quarterbacks do that, Harry. I mean, that's not <laughs> they do that. That, that, I mean, that type of play. No, they don't. No, uh, they okay. don't. Okay. No, it was no, the no, catch. It had nothing to do with the throw. It was one hundred percent. A unbelievable catch. It was Sal. It's like he threw it up into quadruple coverage. Just one giant and four Patriots. It was a right after he threw. Yeah. Right after he threw one of the worst passes in Super right. Bowl history, right. which should have been a pick. This is very it's it's disgusting. It's all about the catch. Was it worse than Tony Romo's throw in the Super Bowl? Oh, sorry, he didn't make one. Sorry. Shut up, Harry. You know what, Jim? Cut, cut Harry off. Cut, cut his box off for the rest of the time. <laughs> I feel bad. I want to pick someone else, Parley Kid. But here's how I broke it down. Uh, I think the answer to this question, you give a score for difficulty and you give a score for how clutch it was, right? So um, Edelman difficulty is a nine against the Falcons, but I think it was first down. Right, yeah, it was, so it was first, right. yeah, it was first, it was first down. down. Okay, yep, and and clutch, but um, but they could still win that game if he doesn't make the catch. Uh, mm-hmm. Santonio Holmes was second down, nine and a half, nine point seven, I think, difficulty right there. Mm-hmm. But it was second down. Nick Foles ten in in terms of clutch, right? Because that was fourth down, but an easy reception, right? So you get like a one yes. or a two and early in the game. Tyree, that was third and five from the forty-four with a minute left. If he, if he third drops five. that. If he drops right. that, it's, it's fourth four down and five. territory. Yeah, if he drops, it's fourth and five from the forty-four with a minute left. And then what are the odds of the Giants winning the game? I crap. I have to give it to Tyree. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Joel or Jim. You have any thoughts on this? I'm still trying to figure out what Harry caught at the Super Bowl to get how he got into that Giants party. Yeah, Harry me tooing himself with this Brandon Jacobs uh, <laughs> harassment. <laughs> Hey, yeah, you're a grown please. man. You're like, can I feel your muscles? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I don't do yes. that, but I just it was in the, I was in the moment. Sounds like I don't do, do that. Don't you always do, do that. What are you talking about? Uh, mm. All right, there you go. That was it. That was our Riverboat Casino. That was fun. Now let's get to Sharp Tank. These guys are on fire. Harry, uh, last week, oh, you weren't on fire, right? You had the A's, or that was earlier in the week. Uh, no, I had the, uh, my two NBA came in, but then the A's, I had plus one and a half and they lose and they went on to win the next two days after that. All right. What's your sharp tank pick? You guys are each going to make a pick. And I'm going to buy one of the bets. I'm going to go NHL tonight, Tuesday night, Panthers minus 118 at the Dallas stars. Look at this, the third game in four days for Dallas. Florida actually lost to Dallas on Saturday and it's been there since while Dallas had to go on the road to Nashville and lost on Sunday. Florida is five and two in the last seven versus Dallas Panthers. have actually lost three in a row uh, all on the road. They haven't lost four games in a row all year. And the last two road wins have come in Dallas. Florida is a much better team here. Dallas got their win. Like I said, on Saturday, it's a Panther payback on Tuesday night, Florida. 
five-two final. Did you bet Dallas to make the playoffs? You bet bet Dallas to no make the to not to make not the make the playoffs. All right, so you're anti-Dallas. You're anti-Tony Romo. Yeah, you're but but Panthers okay. are a much better team. Yes. All right, Paulie kid, what's your? Uh, hey, I'm going to stick with hockey. And by the way, last week I gave St. Louis at plus three ninety to make the playoffs. Nice. And right now, a week later, they're in. They're in really? the playoffs. Yeah, nice. so they, they're in the fourth. Well, they're in the fourth spot. They're not well, in the playoff. But they're you know right. what I'm Dallas saying. not to make the playoffs at minus three forty, and as of right now, they're not in. Great. That's good. It's good to brag about. That's <laughs> minus three forty, and now they're minus three twenty. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Paul, what do you so like? So I'm, I'm sticking with the Jets. I'm going to go hockey Wednesday night. Uh, tomorrow night, Jets mm. at Ottawa. Jets minus one and a half. Uh, there's no lineup yet for it, but I'm I'm guessing it'll probably be around an even type of uh, line there at minus one and a half. Hmm. They're coming off a loss to Ottawa, a four to two loss to Ottawa. I think uh, the better team here is obviously the Jets and uh, they get a little revenge here and they do it in a big fashion. So Jets minus one and a half tomorrow night over Ottawa. Hmm. All right. Big hockey bets. Brother Brian, this is going to kill me. T- tell me who you like here. Well, all right. I've wanted to talk about this for a while, but I, yeah, I like um, I like Ben Askren in the fight versus Jake Paul this week. Ben Askren at, at plus one thirty eight. I mean, obviously, we know this is a little bit of a joke, kind of, but uh, and obviously, I'm way probably too old for this fight. I confuse Jake and Logan Paul all the time. I really don't know which one is which. All we know is we all want Paul to get his ass kicked, right? Anybody yeah. who's anybody who's thirty or older, or anybody who's a diehard sports fan, is rooting for Askren in this one. Uh, Paul is significantly bigger, it seems. He seems like more athletic puncher, but I doubt, I don't know. I, f- I have a hard time thinking Askren takes this fight if he wasn't 100% confident he could beat him, especially, mm. you know, you know, he was embarrassed a little bit in the Masvidal fight. You know, people mm. make, you know, memes and different things about him for that fight. I doubt he takes this one if he thinks he could lose it. Um, he's obviously not a great striker, but the one thing is he's just a tough guy, right? He's, he'll muck it up. He'll, he'll push him. He'll land ugly punches maybe an elbow, um, anything he can do to stay on top of Paul and make it hard for him. Like, again, like we're, we're comparing, even though Paul, you know, he looks like a boxer for sure. But mm-hmm. again, we're, we're comparing Paul against Nate Robinson. We know basketball players can't really fight. We've seen them train in boxing. It usually does not look pretty. I've, I've looked at some of his old fights too with uh, Paul and he's, it's less impressive the, the longer you go back. So, um, yeah, so I just think Askren plus one thirty eight. I mean, I'm, I, I really uh, hope he, I really hope he wins. Um, uh, it'll be, it'll kind of be a little bit of a black eye for the UFC if he does. And even though everybody knows that's not what got him here, right. obviously being a great wrestler, what got him here. But um, still, I just think he's, he'll probably, he might just be a little bit too tough. I'm gonna have a lot of money, I'm sure, on this fight. I hate losing betting against the Pauls. They they kind of know what they're doing. They're boxing. They're competitive, right? They also take fights that they know they could win or be competitive in. I love Askren. I love his story. I know it's not his thing. First of all, who's going to, who are the judges? Is this going to be one of those nonsensical things? Like, is it Vinny Pazienza judge or like, I don't right. want to, I don't want to lose money on that nonsense. Right. I, I'd love to <laughs> know that ahead of time, but betting against the Pauls and losing is like, it's, it's, it's like extra. when you, when we'd bet, right. We'd bet against Mayweather and lose like that sucks, you know, bet against Matt Gates and lose. I don't know. No, but uh, honestly, there's just certain people out there that you don't want to bet against. I'm going to pass on this bribe for now, although you'll probably convince me later in the week, Harry, I'll go with you. Panthers minus 118. That's tonight. That's Tuesday night tonight. Yep. All right, I don't know why. They've lost three in a row on the road, but we, we like them at uh, minus 118. I'll take that for Sharp Tank. All right, you guys uh, signing off. Parley Kid, what do you got? You got sports coming up? I'm at the Chalk Talker, Sal. And, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we're supposed to uh, – the uh, our high school football team here was supposed to play in a playoff game uh, this weekend. But uh, due to COVID rules, we will mm. – uh, we are f- have to forfeit the game. Oh no! Uh, a, oh. a kid, uh, believe it or not, uh, when we our uh, game on Saturday, in which we won, uh, a kid on that team tested positive, which basically puts our whole team out. The, the rules oh, are man. absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, I don't even want to get into it. It's depressing. Uh, whatever it is, I'm uh, I'm going to be a half Hollow Hills East fan this weekend. Our buddy, <laughs> uh, our buddy Big Mike is a coach of that team, and he's uh, really turned the program around there. Go Harry, Big Mike. You've met, you've met Big Mike. He's uh, Go Big Mike. 
Big Mike, baby. Not your Big Mike. Not, yeah, there's not, different uh, Big Angie's Mike's Big now. Mike. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> other right. Big Mike. Which yeah. Big Mike? If the Big Mike's fought, who would be fighting? <laughs> uh, our Mike. Our Mike. For sure. Our, our Big our Mike. Mike. Half Hollow Hills. Sure. By, by the way, I am just I am curious to what Harry did with Angie for their anniversary. I was going to ask, yeah. Harry, you're at get, AAO, yeah. Harry, and uh, you had a big anniversary. You, you gave some jokey answers as to what you did. But what what, what did you actually do? We, uh, you know, listen, she had to work the next day, so we really couldn't do anything, uh, go away. So we went to, for a nice romantic dinner. Uh, uh, and I've got, I got plans coming up. We were making uh trip plans. We might, like I said, maybe in trip a couple plans. weeks, uh, maybe in a couple weeks, uh, Niagara Falls. <laughs> That's not close to where you are right now. Really? I maybe in a couple not. weeks, we'll go 3000 well, miles. She can get the time off and we can work it around. You know, I got a, got I got, I got many things he's, going on. That's his so go-to you know, spot for with all of his exes, Sal. That's where he's taking <laughs> right. all of his exes. So <laughs> this is going to be either a breakup or an engagement. One, yeah. One he's going other. over the barrel. I think I, Joel, what are you, Joel, you heard something about Harry. Can Harry. I borrow $400 for a ring? Harry uh, was very sweet. He sent her uh, an edible arrangement, but it wasn't flowers. It was just weed edibles. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, oh, good. Good for you, Harry. She would oh, like Mike. She'd, she'd actually like that. Brother Bry, you're at the Brother Bry. Uh, yeah, at the Brother Bry. Yeah, uh, Parley Kid, That this just reminds me of like the Office episode, right? With Jim and Pam, they get right engaged in Niagara Falls, right? Is that what happened? Is it Niagara <laughs> right. Falls? Yeah, they, they got, got married. Or, or they married. Got married. Or they get married there. Falls. Yeah. All right. Mm. All right. Sounds good. And, and I will say, Harry, the one time Harry met Big Mike, um, Harry actually fell asleep on my couch watching the Game of Thrones uh, <laughs> se- did? Yeah. series finale of Game of Thrones, and Harry was sleeping. Did he uh, bet on worst. that? He didn't bet on it. <laughs> no. Usually, you bet. He has to bet worst. on the event before did, he falls did, asleep. Did not bet so. on it. So, <laughs> yeah. The over, so, the over under on Harry, Pepsi Harry, for Big Mike was six and a half that night, Brian. <laughs> Harry said Pepsi. that he was going to take Angie somewhere beautiful, somewhere nice, where they make the food in front of you, and he took her to Subway. So he <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love their meatball uh, subs. And they took a subway so to get good. there. Uh, <laughs> at the brother Bry, uh, I'm at the cousin Sal. Jim Cunningham, the eyes are ones. Yeah, bet Jim Cunningham and the eyes are ones. All right. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Check us out, extrapoints.com. These guys have free picks every day, and you can catch all of our sports and sports gambling and comedy podcasts right there, extrapoints.com. For the degenerate trifecta, heel producer Jim Cunningham and babyface Joel Solomon, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.